Hey, this is Mark. You're listening to K-12 Tech Talk Podcast. On tonight's episode, Chris talks about his issues with Lenovo and purchasing, tries to say that it's not his fault. Joss gives an update on his performance center, and I failed miserably at all the Boston trivia questions. Thanks for tuning in. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs. For K-12 Techs, real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is K-12 Tech Talk. This is episode 58. I am Josh over there is Chris, my other co-host. From Boston. No, you're not from Boston. Our special uh, guest yeah. our special guest today, who is his name is Mark, and I will let him we'll we'll let him say where he's from. I mean, you've already ruined that surprise, but uh <laughs> welcome welcome to the show, Mark. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, nice to meet you. Uh my name is Mark. I, I hate to break the surprise. I'm from Boston. Uh and I, I think you that's know- you don't sound like you're from Boston. No, I. You know what? I I was thinking the same thing when we were talking before the show that he does not sound like he's from. Boston. This is a joke. Yeah, he's really from Saugatees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Or, all right. So I admit I'm originally from Maine, great state of Maine, uh, but I don't have Maine accent either. Um, and uh, transplanted into Boston, so I've I've been living in Boston for about 15, 20 years. Oh wow. Yeah. Dealing with Boston traffic that long, right? Yeah, unfortunately. So yeah. So you're at a pretty big, a pretty big school district there. How many students do you have? Uh, we have about fifty thousand students. Holy! Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah. It's, I it's, couldn't it's, imagine. Um, you know what? It's the same problems you guys have. Like everything you guys talk about in small districts, we're having that. Sometimes at a larger scale. Sometimes you know. Sometimes things are a little bit easier. Sometimes a little bit harder. But it's the same problems, just at a bigger district. So. How how big's your IT department? Uh, we're about 60 people centrally located. Uh, and then we have a, a, there's a smattering of, you know, full-time employees in schools. And, uh, we try to have a, a tech coach in every building as well, although they're not necessarily a full-time employee. So interesting. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Uh, before I forget, um, I'm going to apologize for Jeremy. He, he did not bring, um, he, he made grilled cheeses again. But he did not leave one for you. He didn't. We did. I guess Chris didn't tell him that you were coming on the show tonight. So there were only two grilled cheeses this evening. Um, we'll see if Chris is willing to share a piece. So or sorry. Um, hey, say where are my khakis? No, no. Because here's the thing. Like, there's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there are enough people uh, from from actually from Boston with real Boston accents that if they listened to this and they heard me try to attempt the Boston accent, uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't go okay. well for me tomorrow. So not as, not as bad as as my Boston accent or Corey's Boston or I'm sorry, the former employee that shall not be named former uh, Boston accent. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird. Every time I, I travel somewhere and I say I'm from Boston, the first response is for somebody to try to say the word Boston in a Boston accent. And it is it's it's the go to. It's it's so bad. <laughs> I, I'm really struggling not doing that right now. It's tempting. It's tempting. <laughs> it is very tempting. Do you want to ask me where I parked my car tonight? Yeah. <laughs> no, in the, in the car park. Um, so uh, it's been a crazy week for me, Chris. I uh, 
you, you had some exciting news this week, though. What what did you get? I mean, today I got super pumped. Uh, I'm in this. So for one, I'm in this meeting. I, 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 I talked about how we're starting to demo different phone systems. We looked at 3CX. In the middle of that meeting, I get this important email from uh, the building secretary. She lets me know that something has arrived for me. Uh, it's in the office. Uh, trying to figure out what it is. Technician goes up to get it. Uh, it's from uh, HPE Aruba. That can be super exciting. Uh, you know, we ordered two buildings worth of wireless access points months and months and months ago. Uh, there's been all kinds of anticipation to get these things going. I'm super excited. Uh, he brings one single box. It's one access point. Oh. <laughs> Just well, one. Is that like salt in the wound? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was and, and it was I did place an order for one outdoor AP and then there was like two or three indoor and it was a separate thing from my E-rate order. And that's what it ended up being. So okay. it did let me assign. So in our land of work order tickets, uh, I always have the tickets that say that tick that that parts are pending. Yeah. Uh, so it let me move a ticket away from me. So that that was a win for the day. When did you order this AP? I'm curious. Oh, it's been, I mean, it was summer. Oh, see, I ordered wow. mine in March. I'm still waiting on mine. Um, and You'll get it, buddy. Yeah, eventually. Hmm. Mark, are have you experienced any part shortage or equipment delays like this? I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say I mean, everything is a little bit delayed. I, I think our biggest challenge we've had in recent weeks has just been replacement parts, screens and keyboards um, for Chromebooks and just trying to stay within warranty by getting, you know, the OEM products rather than getting third party stuff and yeah. risking the warranty. Yeah. Hey, talk shops. What kind of switches do you have? What kind of wireless do you do? Uh, so we're mainly a Cisco shop. Uh, we have Cisco Ew. backbone, uh, Meraki access points, but, uh, we have a few schools on HPE switches, uh, some Dell switches as well. Our infrastructure is mainly Dell. So hmm. it's, Dell it's switch. a mixture. No one does Dell switches. Well, what? sorry. A lot of our data center is Dell, uh, but yeah, we do have some Dell switches. Did it wasn't Dell reselling HP equipment, HP switches for a while. Or am I imagining that? I, I, I feel like they were they were imagination. I think I felt like they were yeah. rebranding some HP stuff for a while. You like um, you like your Meraki stuff? Love it. You, yeah. you probably pronounce it Ra. What would what would be the Boston thing? Rock. Uh, Mer- not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Not not how not how you pronounced it, Chris. Meraki. <laughs> no. No, it's good. We 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 demoed um, years ago. We tried out when we were moving off of like the Cisco controllers. We moved to, or we looked at Meraki. We looked at Aerohive. Really like both of them. Yeah. Um, and landed on Meraki, and and uh, it's been great. You know, it's been we've had the ability to move a lot of the support stuff to our service desk and and give them the ability to like log in and see how things go. So it's been it's been a really good move from that cloud managed perspective instead of controller. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. that's cool. Um, so access point wise and weight wise. So we, I made that order of 75 access points back in March and I'm still waiting. Um, so our performing arts center that we've been building this beautiful $13 million, 750 seat auditorium is, well, we got occupant. We, we have occupancy permit now. Um, so I've been trying to get Wi-Fi up in there because we are already scheduling things out in like two weeks to start taking, we've got an outside, uh, 
motivational speaker coming in. We've got plays starting in three weeks. So I I had to uh, go to a couple different buildings uh, yesterday, I guess it was, and steal some, re- not redundant, but, you know, cafeteria, I had three access points. So I stole an access point out of a cafeteria. Right. I had a gym that had four access points, so I stole an a- AP out of a gym. I stole an AP out of another cafeteria. So I have at least, I have three access points now in the seating area of our Performing Arts Center. Um, they are 515s. Um, Aruba 515. So they should handle a number of clients, 500 plus clients or so. Um, I'm hoping uh, we were in there today. We got them mounted below these cloud things hanging from the catwalk. Um, it's always fun. like real clouds like the, play. They, no, they're they're called clouds. The engineers call them clouds. They are um, metal stud drywall faced. I acoustical panels for the i mean that that's just how i would explain them they've, they've got lights in them um but they they're clouds they're hanging from the infrastructure the ceiling infrastructure they're it, it's weird you'll chris you'll have to come up um i was gonna say it. you were telling me that you had lighting training this week yes i was in lighting training all day yesterday and and you guys all appreciate this you know we are elbows deep in switches and network gear and you know config configuring switches from command line ACLs, firewall rules, subnet masking. We we get that kind of stuff, right? We that's not very daunting for us. Well, Chris, I mean, you have Mike. Mike does most of that. But this I just reply to emails. This <laughs> lighting training that I sat through yesterday, like I could tell in the first 20 minutes, I this is way over my head. Are the two theater teachers that we had there we're just eating it up. They were understanding a hundred percent of it. Our PR guy was even understanding it, but I could not. No, you don't head. like you. You identified that you don't want to be the lighting technician. No, that that is absolutely true. I like the weeks ago no when we way. were putting in the like more doors, uh, and these guys are running the. I mean, we we paid a company to come in and, and run all the cabling and do all the networking and stuff to, for a door to communicate. Like with us, yeah. I don't want to be the door technician. Yeah, like I have zero interest in learning door technology. You just yeah. you don't like lights. No, I mean it's it's crazy. You, Chris, do you have a performing arts center? I mean, we just call it an auditorium, right? But it's not like a big beautiful. Uh, it has good lighting, or it has a lighting system that's I mean more advanced than just flipping the switches on. It's one of those. Uh, you're supposed to have some training before you use it. Yeah. Uh, it does a lot of cool stuff. At the end of the day, they kind of just do four or five different little settings changes, different right. lighting setups for most of the plays that they do. I know that it does some pretty fancy stuff, but you do this stuff now that you can like fly, right? Like physically. Well, that was another day of training. So Monday I had in the morning, we had rigging training and we, Sweet. we have 13 motorized rigging sets where we can literally fly stuff from the stage 40 feet in the air up into the catwalk slash storage area it and we're gonna have middle school kids and high school kids running the <laughs> is that networked so like if you know the rigging is chains go down no the the lighting system is completely networked every every light is a network attached device not on my network i i made that was in the bids or in the engineer conversation early on. I said I don't want 
any of the AV, I want all of that stuff living on its own network. That way, if my network goes down, it's not going to interfere with a production. It's not going to interfere with, you know, emergency light. None of that stuff. I don't want to be blamed if my network goes down and the lights go out. So does it even tap to the internet or is it? No, just in nice the, the trainers, every training session we were in, every trainer said, do not let this device touch the internet, which I mean, cool. Logically. Is that Mark, security or is that just, um, I, 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 well, the handheld console. So the console for the rigging system is like a, I don't know, 10 inch tablet for for lack of a better term, with a couple safety buttons and stuff, dead man mm-hmm. switch, um, and it's a Windows device. It looks like Windows CE or a ver- you know, it's got Windows 10, but it's it's embedded in that device. And she's like, "Don't let this touch the internet. We don't want to do Windows updates on it. Don't let it touch your network." So, yeah, I think that's kind of a security thing. And then the console for the lighting system is also a Windows embedded device um, running Windows 10, and they said the same mm-hmm. thing. All any and all updates will come from the lighting vendor, not by me putting okay. it on the on the network and getting it out to the internet. It's um, good to know. It's been a it's been a learning curve. You guys have a performing arts center where you are. So I'm I'm just listening because we're actually in the process of building uh, one ourselves. So we have um, not really a performing arts center. We actually have an arts high school, and uh, oh. and they have a brand new building that is scheduled to open this spring. And so you know they they've do, they're doing the same thing. We're building out huge uh, auditorium i don't even know if you can call it an auditorium it's that big with, yeah. with a lot of professional equipment so it's it's good to listen to you guys and, and see what what to do and what not to do i'd be curious so we started this construction part of it the you know moving earth part of it probably a year and a half ago it was supposed to be done in october and due to equipment delays and manufacturing delays and stuff like that it it's it's being finished now and realistically I mean, you could argue that some of the stuff isn't complete yet either. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if you guys' finishes on time. Um, one of the architects. We're already. Go ahead. Yeah, we're already late. Are we're, you really? we're, we, yeah, we were supposed to finish uh, a year or two ago, but COVID put the whole. I mean, it's a whole school, so, right? So yeah. we had to drop the yeah. existing building and start from scratch. So oh, it's a, wow. it's a bigger. Yeah, yeah. So uh, where did those huge. kids go? Uh, we moved them to a swing space. We had a, an extra space uh, that they've been living in for three or four years or so. Um, and now they're going to be moving back into that building once it opens. So it was a, it was a pretty big project. It's, it's actually right across the street from Fenway Park. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to be able to go to Red Sox games and then look across the street and see your new school being built. Well, and, and probably park at the school and not pay for parking for at Fenway, right? Uh, yeah. So we won't, we won't go into parking. Uh, there is no, there, there is no parking. Oh, interesting. Well, that's true. I guess being downtown or, you know, your mass train or you guys probably rely on mass transit more than we do here. Um, all right. Throughout this episode, I will bring up some Boston terminology. (laughs) Oh my God. And we're going to see if this is true or not from Mark. Mark. Uh Yeah. When you're watching TV and you want to change the channel, what do you grab? The the remote? The, uh, oh, you you want me to say clicker? Yeah, the clicker. That's probably, what you yeah. say, right, Mark? It's this probably, guy's not from Boston. It's probably clicker. Clicker. <laughs> that was fail. He doesn't sound like he's from Boston. <clears throat> he's he's really he's from I am blowing. I am blowing this interview right South here. Dakota, is... South Dakota, South <laughs> Dakota. Um, so, Chris, you are having an issue with Lenovo. 
I am. Listen, I and you talked about it like way back when. I color don't know me episode, shocked. But. I, I am just absolutely. I can't believe that you're having a problem with Lenovo 100 E's. We have uh, our elementaries. Uh, we have Lenovo 100 E second gen. Trash. Uh, they are AMD, not the Intel, and that matters for what I'm going to say. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so system boards dropping left and right. Yep. Um, and the interesting part about AMD versus Intel stuff, uh, we're, we do different rotation plans, and I think we've unpacked this before, but uh, we kind of play a game. At one building, I might do a uh, – so we're all under three-year rotation plans with our Chromebooks, uh, but I'll play a game. If two buildings hit at once, I'll do a three-year warranty with Lenovo with one building, and I might just do a one year with yep. another. Yep. Uh, we do the Lenovo self-maintainer stuff. So those that are under warranty, we can work on those. They're under warranty. Lenovo pays us a little bit of money to do the work ourselves. And then the other one, I play a game, and it's just a math game about money, but I let those go. One year under warranty, then the other two years, we're, we're playing the game and we're, we're buying third-party whatever stuff. Uh, so that particular, and that all that works great if you have Chromebooks that uh, do a good job of lasting through the three years. Well, these uh, Lenovo 100E second gens—they're dropping left and right. They're not under warranty anymore. Um, it's been in a—it's—it's it's been a pain in the butt uh, to get system boards in on back order. Uh, I'm up to like 60, 70 Chromebooks dead, Ooh. Uh, which is a pretty large percentage. I mean, I buffer in—I try to buffer in about 10% extras to get us to the three years, and we're chugging through those. But uh, I won't name the company, but I place these orders. And everything's on back order. I got like four different back orders in. Finally start getting parts in. Uh, I'm just excited to get system boards in. I get them, give them to the building technician. Uh, they don't fit. Uh, we've been waiting for they forever. They don't fit? Yeah, they don't fit. And then when you look closely, they're the, they end up being the, the Intel board. And we have AMD. Oh. So they, I mean, they won't work. So you back up. The order has been wrong for all these orders. They, they, I mean, they messed up. I, mean, I, I checked myself that I was asking for the right parts. So the AMDs are just sitting in stock, actually, oh. Oh. For, all, for, for what I'm gathering. So I'm shipping all these back. And again, because the Intels, I guess they finally got these system boards in this company that I use. So then in the last week, I've shipped the Intels back. And we've gotten the AMDs in. Uh, but it just begs the question, how long ago could I have gotten the AMD boards if the order had been placed so, correctly? Let, I don't let, think it's my fault. Let's let's talk about this Lenovo issue. And maybe we shouldn't. Maybe Lenovo will end up suing us. Um, what, what are, hey, Mark. What are the, yeah, it's Mark's fault. What are the symptoms? I mean, it quits. It won't turn on, like, but it's it, not a power issue. It Does it try to power on and then like the screen flashes and then it goes off sometimes or sometimes we get just the light i mean the power button on the side like it's you can tell it's trying to do something yep but it's nothing and you can confirm that it's not i mean it is for sure the system board yep we call those dead flashers um so we had a we had a very similar experience with the 100e first gen um it's been probably three or four years ago four or five years ago maybe um shortly at we I ordered over 600 of these stupid things and shortly after we took delivery of them we started having this no no charge no boot or uh, it'll try to boot the screen flashes and then it dies battery won't hold charge 
I, I started a, a case with Lenovo. It got escalated a couple different times. More or less, they sent me 10, I think, 10 motherboards and said, okay, thanks thanks for helping us troubleshoot this issue. Thank you so much. And it what it was, we diagnosed it, and I, this is nothing official, but we, we found one that was having the problem, took it apart, and found that as the board flexed in the mounts in the case it was delaminating some of the solder joints. And once that happened, after just routine use and being carried and being flexed and in normal use, it the board was dead. Like, it, it came unsoldered, and you, it was dead. We I was going to say, we had, we had middle school Chromebooks, and those were, I think those were 300s or whatever. Uh, those system boards were dying, but these those belong to middle school kids that throw their Chrome. I mean, it's in a case, yeah. but they throw their Chromebook, whatever, all over the place. And you <clears> expect that to happen. These Chromebooks are just like regular. These don't go home that much. If at all, the kids aren't throwing these things around and they're just, they're dying. Yeah. We, we had well over, I think it was close to 12% or 13% of that, sh- of that order that ended up failing and dying within the first year. It, it was awful. I will never buy another Lenovo product because of that experience i still love lenovo <clears throat> sure you have the tattoo um in an unmentionable place though um mark all right mark here we go another question for you if you are actually <laughs> from massachusetts tell me what the pike is well i thought at the beginning we established i'm not actually from massachusetts he's from maine chris i'm from maine <clears throat> um whatever but- mark if that is your name <laughs> but the pike is the mass turnpike. It's the big highway that that runs through the state. There you go. Okay. Ding ding ding. Okay. Mark, do you so Chris and I see this with middle schoolers. They for whatever reason their devices have a higher incident rate, higher damage. Hold on, timeout. Mark, what is the third meal of the day? Oh, so I'm gonna say dinner, but you want me to say supper right now. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Supper, supper, yeah. supper. Now um, that was that, I, I, that was a main one too. So that's more of a. I think supper is a New England okay. term. Okay. Yep. Yep. So do you? Is, is that a trend that you see as well with your demographic that uh, middle school kids, for whatever reason, their devices have a higher incident rate or a higher repair rate? Yeah. No. I, I mean, I think definitely we we do see a higher break rate at the older grade levels. Um, I, I'd say one of the things that we also see too is in certain special edu- special education populations where we're going to see a higher break rate. We know that that's going to happen. Those students need a little bit more support. But right. Um, yeah. I mean, the students. You get to middle school and the kids are going to throw it around. They're going to throw in their bag. They're going to. They're not going to take care of it as much. So um, definitely more physical damage at the at the uh, middle school level. I, I'll say at the middle school level, we also see more like bullying, cyber, bad behavior type stuff. Interesting. And then just, and then it just kind of tailors off for high school. Yeah. Our, our damage, or I shouldn't say damage. Let's, let's just say incident rate, you know, and that could be a broken screen. It could be a broken hinge, whatever, broken keyboard. It, once they hit high school, it's like freshman year, something happens. And that, that incident rate, just plummets we we have yeah. twice the population in our high school building that we do in our middle school and the incident rate in the middle school is almost twice as high as the high school it, it is phenomenal yeah. like you could write a dissertation on this it you really could study this 
Yeah. Chris is. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, during uh, during COVID, you know, we we were hitting a lot of uh, cyberbullying, bad behavior type issues, and it was really like fourth grade is when it starts. Really, and then it just and then it just really hits uh, its fever pitch is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. But then we rarely hear anything from our high schools. So I think I think they also know like. If I'm going to do something bad, I'm going to do it on my phone. I'm not going yeah, to do it on the school well, device. True. They yeah. they learn that there's systems and applications that that monitor monitor that and report to their yeah. billing yeah. leadership too. Yeah. Looks like Chris has another question for you. Uh oh. Maybe not. Chris, do you yep. want to talk? Founded down in Quincy in 1950. What's your most cherished coffee chain? Dunkin's. Okay. Ding 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 ding. All right, he might be he might be from Boston. Um, we have we have we have Dunkins across the street from other Dunkins. Really, coffee shop. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really bad. That's in funny. fact, there's there's a great YouTube video if you want to look this one up. There was a, a tornado that hit uh, just north of Boston a few years ago, and they're they're outside like interviewing this woman about the damage, and she's pointing to a Dunkin' Donuts sign on the ground. And she's like, we don't know which Dunkins this one came from. It's either this one or the one across the street. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, so that's funny. That's one of the most Boston videos you could ever find. All right. I have to ask you, what beer are you drinking? Well, Guinness. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll give you credit for that. All right. <laughs> I, I was expecting, you know, maybe a dogfish head or something like that from, Good from the area. Uh, Chris, do you want to talk about SHI real quick? Oh, for sure. So SHI, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. I was uh, in an email exchange with Justin. How do you pronounce his last name, Josh? Gorini. You say it better than me? Gorini. No, it's not that. Shazari. And that brings up something else, too. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. Because we got fact-checked. Justin, J-U-S-T-I-N underscore C-H-I- S-A-R-I at S-H-I.com was emailing him back and forth a little bit asking just I've used uh, S-H-I primarily with Google renewal stuff, Google licensing, and I've got some Chromebooks with them over time. Uh, But they have partnerships, good relationships with HPE, Aruba, Cisco, Meraki, uh, firewall partners like Fortinet. Uh, They've gone out for our E-rate stuff in the past as well. So don't put them into the box thinking, oh, you just get Chromebooks uh, from them. I know that's typically what we've talked about them on our previous episodes, but they do all that stuff. They're happy to do all that stuff. They know what they're doing with all that stuff. Uh, so check out SHI. Mark, I think you said you do some dealings with them too, don't you? Yeah, we do actually mostly software stuff with them. So uh, hmm. so yeah, yeah. And, we, and then a little bit of both, but I think most of our stuff right now is software related, licensing cloud stuff. Like what, Adobe or other stuff? Um, I think the, the, oh, so our, I think our school website, um, where you school wires that was out of SHI, oh. a few different things. I know Adobe's done through, through SHI as well. So, All right. yeah, I'd say, you know, CDWG, SHI, those are the kinds of two companies that we do a lot of our hardware software out of. Yeah. Chris, what's Justin's email address real quick? Oh my gosh. I already did it. I know, but you kind of stumbled through his last name. J- J-U-S- Justin. Yeah. J-U-S-T-I-N underscore. Do you think that underscore was needed? It, it's probably just their convention. I mean, I did underscore with my high school email address. 
What? Hey, what was your hey Josh in high school? What was your email address? Um, no, we're not getting into this. No, what's Justin's email address? J U S T I. Hey Mark, <laughs> supposedly from Boston. What was your high school email address? Boston Market AOL dot com probably. Uh, I mean, I I know I'm not I'm not the 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 oldest one here, but I did not have. A oh wait a minute! In, in high school. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait wait wait! You had a, you had an email address in high school? Yeah. Now. Yeah, I did. Chris, Chris was living in the chat. I guess rooms. we're starting to show some cards here, but <clears throat> I was. Uh, you guys ever hear of the punk band MXPX? No, I, I'm no. wasn't into punk. I'm sorry. Punk? No. Punk rock show? No. 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 Uh, I was so, Chris underscore MXPX. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, who fact checked us? I can't remember who sent us. Okay, hold on. Let me. Okay, Justin, email Justin. <laughs> Justin underscore and underscores are cool. Underscores are super cool in email. Companies could should for sure do underscores in their email. It helps you know the difference between first and last name. That gets really confusing. Justin underscore C H I S A R I at S H I dot com. For sure, email him. You let him know you love that you found him. You were looking for him. It was easy to find him because of this uh, segment that has been going over so and well. While you look for the fact-checked email, let's I'll talk about our socials real quick. Um, our big one is Twitter. Hit us at uh, K12 Tech Talk Pod on Twitter, and our email address is K12 Tech Talk at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, Texas was big this week. We had a I don't know what happened in Texas, but our Listens were through the roof in Texas this week, higher than Missouri, actually. Can uh, Mark from Boston do a Texas accent? No, no, no. That's 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 probably worse than me doing a Boston accent. He, he'd probably get shot. It from, I think from your viewership from Texas would just plummet. All here right, all right. If um, a northerner tried to try to try to do that, and don't forget about our F twelve does not equal hacking t shirts. They have gone over sure. very well. They are super soft. Listener Bill got his last week, and he was super impressed and very, very happy with how soft it was. I wore mine to dinner last Friday night. And that the logo on the front, legit. I know. The placement is perfect. Bill said it fit perfectly across his chest. <laughs> I won't say the words because Chris was uncomfortable when I said them last yeah. time. Okay. Guarini? Yeah, Justin Guarini was on American Idol. So you said some stuff that wasn't true, and Eric, like, backed you up. And yeah, Eric's obviously out because he yeah, lied. We, we, yeah, we fired Eric. Guarini and Underwood were season one yes. of American Idol. This yes. is us. We're sorry. And side note, I didn't realize that we had a single American Idol listener like, who knew that was going to be a thing? Yeah, and what was it that Eric said? Like, Clay, he th he said Ruben was on season one? I don't even know. I yeah. don't know. Who? So Eric okay. Eric who? Come on. Fin Stuttered and Aiken? Yeah. Season two. Okay, that's Ruben Stuttered and Clay Aiken on season two. And I think so, Eric, so, thought, Eric thought Ruben was in season one. Sorry, our American Idol listeners. And we 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 legit had someone email us and tell us how wrong we were about this. Who was that? What listen? Who, what listener was that? I don't know. You, yeah, you I, I didn't. I, it was I Mark. Say, I, it was Mark. I, no, oh. no. 
I've been listening to this conversation this whole time. I don't know how we just got to American Idol. So I, I don't know. We were... <laughs> that's called a smooth I... transition. That it, when you don't notice the transition, <laughs> that's called a smooth transition in the biz. Did we uh, ever finish the SHI email address, or do we just go? Yes, yeah, no, we did. Okay. We did. Okay. I, okay. I think okay. you were you were drinking your beer and, and lost interest in the podcast at that time. <laughs> yeah, um, it's fine, Mark. It's fine. You can hang up now. Uh, we also. <laughs> Got some clarification. I sent out a, a, a link uh, on this about the different types of multi-mode fiber. Oh, yes. Uh, because we had that heavy discussion. Andy emailed us. Listener Andy. Listener Andy. Uh, so look at our Twitter. Uh, there's an excellent article that breaks down OM1 all the way through five. Uh, and actually explains it really well with some pictures. And that's what I need in my life. Yes. So if you're upgrading switches and you're wondering what the heck is going on because these switch these switch companies are telling me I have to put in new fiber, um, and if you're like me, I thought fiber was fiber and glass is glass and you can shoot light through it all day and once it's done, it's done. That was all a lie. Uh, these fiber companies are like to the switch companies, hey bros, we're not getting any fiber work anymore. So these switch companies are like, okay, we're gonna put in stuff, we're gonna take away stuff and make fiber have to be a new thing again. You heard it here first. Well, probably last, but yes. Um, quickly, Chris, let's let's go through our your discussion about E rate. Um, you're in the middle of E rate stuff, right? I've I've closed mine. I issued my 471 last Friday, um, so I've picked a switch vendor. Yeah, so, so I I've posted my 470s. I'm in the middle of looking at new switching, uh, new wireless access points. Uh, actually, our uh, internet connection. Uh, is up uh, as well as uh, we do out our building to building connections, all that's out there. I uh, had an interesting uh, phone call this week and ended up just being something new to me. So uh, a company that would typically be an ISP to me. Uh, and we actually asked for the call just to talk about the building the building stuff uh, and routing. We were wanting to clear the air and figure out some stuff. If we move into new switches, kind of what options we have with some different routing things. Uh, but they had looked up our 470s and they were wanting to talk to us a lot about uh, them putting in switches and them putting in wireless access points. Not something that we had ever really, and I don't, I I won't say because it's E-rate that I don't consider it. I always right. consider all things with E-rate. Right. Uh, but uh to have your ISP kind of company come in and you don't actually own the switches, you don't actually own the wireless, that MIB thing with E-Rate. Yeah. Uh, where, where you're just, they're, they're doing it. They're managing all of that for you. Had you guys ever experienced that or thought about that or know of schools that do that kind of thing? I don't know of anyone doing it, um, but that same company talked to me about doing a more or less a managed service for our security cameras. And, and same kind of thing. Monthly subscription, they man, they quote-unquote maintain them. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I don't like, and again, this, this kind of gets back to that subscription style of hardware. Once you stop paying for it, you better have a replacement ready to go. That, yeah. that's, that's what I don't like about that. Mark, have you seen or heard of anyone doing that? Um, a different version of that. I mean, I... I, I one good thing about that, though, is that you can't stop paying for it, right? So you, you're... you're principal your superintendent can't say all right we're gonna cut the budget and you can say well then we're done we're done right. with wireless here right so it kind of gives you a little bit of security there but 
I, there is a collaborative uh, organization uh, in Rhode Island. They actually serve a lot of the districts. In, I think it's Rhode Island or, or down there. And they, one of the things I was really impressed with is they, they bundled filtering into their ISP. And so they're technically the ISP for the school districts, but they also put in content filtering, hmm. which allows the content cool. filtering to be in category one. Oh, um, which is a really, I think it's a really cool approach to actually bundling services and suddenly getting something that wasn't E-rate eligible into E-rate. Mornet, are you listening to this? Because you could do that. Because so here in Missouri, um, there's a state consortium for school districts and higher ed called Mornet. Um, and they, for the longest period of time, were the provider of internet to schools. Um, a, a number of schools, including myself, have left them um, for a number of reasons. But Actually, when my contract, my my next contract is up, I might entertain them because part of the services that they include are, it is, are, I'm not sure what the appropriate word there is, um, is DDoS mitigation. So mm. where like with my current ISP, that's close to 30 grand a year, 20 grand a year for DDoS mitigation, the state consortium bundles that or includes that cost into their product so um that's something we've been ddosed several times and it's not fun and it's really yeah. hard getting this vendor now to take action since they're selling a product um right because they want you to buy that right exactly all day so hey mark do you guys have like a more kind of deal or no no so our internet service provider is technically the city of austin uh oh. so they are yeah so they're actually a vendor to us uh, and they actually get the rate interesting that, so that's yeah, cool. yeah, it's fascinating. What's yeah. your what's your pipe? Uh, so it's it's a little bit complicated because when we came back from COVID, we were uh, we started to do a hybrid approach, right, where we had teachers in classrooms and some students in classrooms and some at home, and so everybody was zooming. Uh, and man, we just filled. We had a twenty gig pipe that we filled up within you know an hour of school starting, strictly with Zoom. Hmm. So. One of the things we did to mitigate that was actually take all the Zoom traffic and send it out through an alternate pathway. Um, so Zoom goes out one direction and then the rest of Internet goes out another. So, you know, right now we're at 20 gig. We're, we're adding more to it. But, you know, one of, one of the issues is your pipe coming in your district. But then the other is like, does all of your equipment, can it right. handle if you upgrade to a 40 or to a right. 60? Can it actually handle that? And that's our, that's our next venture is just getting everything else upgraded to a so 20 and a 40. You have redundant connect or redundant ISPs or different ISPs then for those two different connections. Yeah, so um, we do have we have two data centers um, and our schools. Some of our schools go through one, and most of them go through the other. Um, you know, the challenge with E rate is it doesn't doesn't cover redundancy. Yep. And so you know, being able to build in redundancy is is difficult uh, because it's kind of all on your own back. So you know, there there are a lot of components of our network that that do have redundancy, but you know, 100% redundancy, you know, we're not there yet. Yeah. And it, that, that gets really expensive. And I'm, I'm like you said, when you start stepping into that, that pipe of 20 gig, 40 yeah. gig, you know, just the single point or the single firewall, single switch core switch is expensive, let alone planning for HA. It, it's sometimes doubly expensive. So there are some rather large costs associated with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that company emailed me today. Um, it, the whole thing was weird because uh, I had asked for the phone call and they were pitching all that stuff. Well, anyways, they realized that I had gone for category two because that's what all that stuff is that I'm going for. Well, to do the whole MIB thing and the managed stuff, it needs to be a cat one. 
Hmm. So they can't even really go for it anyway. I did ask this weird question to them uh, because I think we've unpacked this before. I'm a very, you know, if it's, if it's good versus evil, white versus black colors, and I like to go gray, I'll go gray if it's for the good of the district and good, of the, you know, tell me how far I can go. And if it makes sense, you know, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. So this managed thing. So switch to, so it, so switch to switch in a building, there has to be a fiber run. And they were saying that they can't put in the fiber and sell that to us, that they, that's just like a wash to them because they can only really sell us the switches, hmm. but they have to provide the fiber because that's how the switches are going to talk to each other. So then my question was, is if I use them, uh, you know, in theory for the five years, and then I say, Okay, see you. Come get your stuff. I asked about the fiber, and they said, and this is what's weird: fiber and stuff like that um, becomes part of the building right. upon install. So I don't know. I just again this whole thing of thinking this out, and especially if I'm really small school, maybe I'm one person show, and it makes some sense for me. You could kind of plot out this course that you need to get some new fiber. So lock in a five-year deal with one of these companies yeah. do it for five and then score the fiber because they're yeah. not going to come rip it out. They're going to take their equipment, uh, but they're going to have to run all this cabling and do all this good stuff for you. And I mean, they're, they're telling me that they can't take that stuff back that belongs to you afterwards. <clears throat> Just interesting uh, to think through what that can look like and how it can start to make sense. Well, and, and I think that goes along with the lines. You, Chris, you and I had lunch last week and that, that discussion of a hosted phone system. Um, and, and we can get into that to, in another episode because I think we've gone a little bit uh, longer than normal. But um, that whole... Mark just yawned. Yeah, yeah it's, it's bedtime on the East Coast. Um, <laughs> that, that, uh, that whole idea of a hosted phone system where you really don't have any, you know, core telephone equipment on site, that... I, I still am not comfortable with that. I know a lot of people are, and it works well. Um, but I, Chris, you know, I, I'm the worrying type, and it, it, uh, I don't know, it worries me. I'm not comfortable enough with that idea to make that jump yet. Uh, are you, you doing anything with? Are you doing anything with soft phones yet? No, we are not. Now, if we were to replace our phone system, I could, I could see that from a secretary standpoint, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. I talked to a school district recently around us that was using soft phones in the classroom. I'm trying to think who that was. Um, and they, he said their teachers really, really liked it. Um, hmm. So yeah, we haven't, we haven't done that. We, st- we added a handset on every desk about six years ago and teachers did not have phones in classrooms before that. So that was a, a huge deal. Um, they absolutely loved it. And it, it, yeah. it did make a difference from a, from a security and, and safety standpoint, it was sure. needed. Yeah. So we, well, I mean, it's interesting though, when you talk about security and safety, we were just talking today about how the, you know, the new E911 requirements yeah. play out with the soft phone. Um, but our call centers are on soft phones. We had to do that. When we pivoted to remote uh, to allow folks to still, you know, do call center, either IT service desk or transportation. But I think, I, I think school phones are all going to be hard for a long time. I think it's going to be hard for us to transition school phones because you always have a sub True. Either a substitute teacher or a substitute secretary. And, you know, the soft phones don't bode well when you've got somebody just stepping in for someone's lunch break. Right. Or, yeah, or itinerant, you know, a day here or there 
that training, yeah. you know, that that learning curve on some of those soft phones um, could be pretty steep. Speaking of that, I so subs. What do you do for subs? Do they get email accounts, network accounts, generic accounts? What do you What do you guys do? Uh, yeah, we do. All employees, you're automatically given an email account, so our substitutes do get an email account. But I will say that one of the challenges, though, just because you have an email account, doesn't mean that when you jump into a teacher's classroom that you're jumping into their Google Classroom. Right. You're jumping. You know, I think that's the right. tough part. So, yep. You know, subs. I'd say subs mostly are just kind of, I don't want to say paper pencil, but they're not really they're not really subbing for any sort of online stuff. I, I've been subbing myself for the last year with all the COVID stuff. Have you so. really? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it is. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're a team player, Mark. <laughs> yeah, good job, Mark. Um, what Mark, are... here's a test. Oh, geez. We have a sponsor on this show with the acronym PDS. What does PDS stand for? Public, dis- pr- pr- public pr- display of switching. I don't. I don't know. No, Mark. Do you even listen? He's not from Boston. Provision. Oh provision data. Provision data system solutions. No, solutions. Mark. <laughs> you want well, me to sign off now? We will need provision we'll have... data solutions. A proud sponsor of the K twelve Tech Talk podcast. Maybe maybe Ryan will go visit Mark. It's it's you know that Ryan could take a nice East Coast <laughs> trip. Um, go ahead and talk I about. I did it. not get. I didn't get my prep package. I I wasn't. There uh, isn't a prep package, Mark. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> talk about PDS or provision data solutions. Provision. Real quick. Do you say data or? Oh wait, this is a Mark. Do you say data or data? I don't want to get into that conversation. I think we should just move on and plug the vendor because oh the gosh. data, 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 data. It's ugly. It's messy. GIF Mark's, or GIF. Mark's already refusing to answer questions on the pod. Well, okay, no GIF. It's not graphical interface. It's it's graphic. So that's an easy one. Provision Data Solutions, a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. Great working with them on uh, E-rate projects in the past. They can do your server stuff. Uh, they can do your networking. Uh, they work super well with HPE Aruba. Uh, they can talk to you all about the new CX stuff. Uh, let you know how Aruba Central is going to be different than what you've had before in your environment. Uh, give Ryan at Provision Data Solutions a call or an email. I um, I actually talked to Derek the other day from Provision. I, when I was stealing those access points from the other buildings, um, I had to call Derek and ask him how to what was going to happen if I if I stole the AP and put it in the high school because it was a different cluster in Central. Yeah. What I what I needed to do in, in Central to make everything, you know, not cross the streams kind of event. And uh, he answered my call. I was very happy he answered my call, and uh, we got that figured out. It was a non-issue. So, Mark, do you have any closing questions for us? Yeah, I was going to say this. Let's get to the end here. What? what, Uh, No. Go ahead. What do you bring to the party that maybe the the ex-employee that shall not be named – lacked or yeah what? like we're ready to go next level what are you gonna do uh, well i i think i mean not to compare myself with with the previous the predecessor oh now wait a minute are we talking about last week's no 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 uh, no, no, no. Tr- the the the, the permanent one yeah 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 the yeah, heavy yeah. Breather. Well, i think the heavy yeah breather. no i think <laughs> <laughs> i think you'll notice that my lights stayed on the whole time i didn't have to change a light bulb <laughs> mid show so i think that's the first thing i bring to the show 
no, I mean, in, in a serious note, I mean, I think I, 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 I come from a very different place than you guys, right? Yeah, Boston's you do. very different than Missouri. Yeah, Boston. We're Boston. Um, very, you know, very different school districts. You guys are more rural, suburban. We guys are, we're definitely urban and, and large. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, we're having the same problems, same challenges and, uh, same issues as you guys. So I'll, hey, I'll so do, say, say it again. You are six, 50, 60,000 kids. How many kids? Uh, 50,000 students, 130 buildings, 10,000, 12,000 staff. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, Cisco primarily switching. Meraki wireless. Is it Meraki? Yeah. Is it Meraki or Meraki? Because it's really bothering me that Chris is saying Meraki. <laughs> well, they're not sponsors. Who cares? No, they're not. Um, I I think we say Meraki, but I've heard Meraki as I, well. See, so I've always I, what said, do I say? You, you're saying Meraki. Meraki. I've, I've always said Meraki. Meraki. Not that I'm a customer, but um, okay. Were those true sentences? Cisco. Meraki. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Cisco, mostly Cisco background, Meraki access points, Dell, HPE switches. What kind of Chromebook? Okay, what about, uh, yeah, Chromebooks, we are, Yeah, we're uh, we're 99% Acer Chromebooks. So we've, oh, wow. we've been using them for a long time. Yeah, we bought, um, since the pandemic closed, we bought 60,000 Acer Chromebooks. And we're in, the pr- we're in the process. We're getting ready to put another order of 20,000 in. So we got Sweet. a good good layout with Acer. Could not imagine making that. Pe- making a uh, teachers that have desktop computer or laptops. Teachers have laptops. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We're actually yeah. rolling out uh, brand new. We're, uh, our teacher all get new MacBooks now, so it's kind of Ooh, a nice little treat to what? get to them. No. Ooh, did I just no. lose it? I just lost it. No. <laughs> it's okay. That's something different. I guess. I, you know, I will. I will tell you one thing that that you don't have there in Boston that we're proud to have here in St. Louis <laughs> is a Stanley cup in the last five years. Wow. Yeah. I probably, wow. and that's how we end the episode. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, thank you for your time tonight. Uh, and putting up with Chris's barrage of how Boston are you questions. Um, and we're still not convinced that you're from Boston. But uh, we'll do a we'll do a deep dive. We'll have our friends at uh, CISA maybe do a background check on you or something. Um, and we've got some other listeners that that want to come on and try out. So we've we've got uh, what Chris four more people that have emailed saying they want to yep. come on. We've got somebody from California, Ohio, Cali. a couple people from Missouri. Um, so maybe you'll be back, Mark, and uh, maybe you'll just be a listener. We don't we don't know yet. Here's to you, Mark. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. That was episode 58. Uh, Share us with your friends. Share us with your your networking groups, your meetings, your conferences. If you want stickers to hand out at a conference and leave around on tables, let us know. Chris will send you a bunch of stickers. But you got to pay for shipping. Yeah, you got to pay for shipping. Maybe buy a shirt and we'll throw them in the box. (laughs) Uh, our shirts, our F12 do not equal hacking shirts are still available. We'll have that in the show description. Uh, send us an email, k12techtalk at gmail.com. Tweet us, k12techtalkpod. Uh, Chris, anything else? That's it. All right. Thanks Boston. For li- thanks for listening. Uh, Boston, we are sorry about Chris's <laughs> horrible accent. I think it's getting better. It's improved, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening.